Hello and welcome to episode 257 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow my own food. Now coming up a bit later on in this podcast, I talked to Raphael from an online seed swap site who I heard talk at CD Sunday. But first, we have a diary with what I've been up to over this last week. Today is Friday the 7th of February 2020 and I am just in the podding shed at the moment. Now, while at work today, I've brought a few items in order to help me with my gardening. One of the items is one of these IKEA grow lights that I spoke of a couple of weeks ago and I'm really, really impressed with. I made a bit of a mistake when buying it though. Now, last time I brought one that had five LED lights in it. The one I brought today has three, which was a complete and utter accident. I didn't even know they sold them like that. But this evening I screwed it onto my shelf in my potting shed and that's when I discovered it was going to be slightly smaller. Now I've fixed this onto one of the upper shelves above where the older grow light was. And I've put a couple of uh, trays underneath and I've moved on some of my uh, little plants, my basil, my cauliflower, my onions, all of which really need potting up quite soon. But I've just got them away from the heat is the main thing I'm trying to do here. Because of this accident that I made with this grow light, I've discovered actually I can fit more onto these shelves. So it may have worked out in my benefit by getting it wrong. but. As I say, I keep adding lights just to help me out as we go on throughout the months. The seedlings now are really starting to come in thick and fast, so it's it's kind of working out for me to get on top of them and get them all planted and potted on. Now, the other thing that I brought today was some wood in order to make another bed, and that's a plan for this weekend at home. You may recall back in August, I sowed some hot pepper lantern chilli seeds, as an experiment to see if we can get them through the winter. And they germinated and they've been growing on okay, but the recent cold weather I think has affected them a bit. And quite a few of them are looking a little frost bitten. So I've moved them into this podding shed. Now it's a bit warmer in this podding shed and with these lights it should help boost them along. I may be wrong on that, but we're going to keep a close eye and see what happens with those. So that's it for today, just a quick little update. Well today is Saturday the 8th of February 2020. I've had a day at home today. Uh, I should just say, if you hear a bit of wind noise, we are expecting a storm to come through tonight and it's just starting to pick up. So we'll see what happens tomorrow with regards to the storm. As I said, I've had a day at home and one of the first tasks that I did was walk around the garden just with a notepad and pen and making a note of anything that needs doing. Creating a to-do list, if you like. It's something I like to do every now and then just to sort of focus my mind and get my mind into gear. Now, while I'm doing this, I'm also just going around and checking everything's tight and secure, ready for this storm. I don't know what's going to happen. But it's one of these uh, weather events that we've just got to hope for the best and check that and do our best to avoid any damage. And I think we've achieved that. 
Anyway, this to-do list, as I said, I walk around every now and then just making a note of anything that needs doing, anything that I need my, to focus my attention on. I just find this is a great way for me to sort of organise myself and focus on what really needs doing instead of thinking about what needs doing, if that makes sense. It, having my thoughts on paper just seems to really organise things in a hell of a lot better way than trying to muddle it up in my head. And it's something that I do like to do every now and then. After that, I then set about building a new bed. Now this has gone into the vegetable patch area, down towards one side just behind the raspberry beds. And this bed is 1.6 metres wide by 2.4 metres long. And this is part of the redevelopment that I'm doing in this garden. I'm going to have four of these beds eventually. That's a plan anyway. Um, so I've just built the first one today. I've got that into the onto the ground, levelled it up, added some compost and I've let the chickens actually run around in there and uh, hopefully they'll weed it out a bit for me as well. Now I have built these beds to a specific size because I'm hoping to replace my chicken run later this year and I want the chicken run to fit inside each of these beds so that I can move it around as I see fit. Completely by accident, it turns out that my current chicken run will actually fit in there anyway. So that's opened up more possibilities for me just to get things started and more so I can get the chickens weeding and clearing out the weeds for me rather than uh, hand weeding. So that's all set up and that's good to go. Now I did have to remove one of my beds that I built last year. Now last year I built three beds out of some old decking board. The idea being that I could fit some wire mesh over the top to stop the chickens getting into these. But because one of these was just in the wrong position, I had to remove it. But this one did happen to have some chard and some spinach grown into it, which I've dug up and moved into one of the other beds alongside the peas. Hopefully they will survive. I'm sure they will. They just need to pop down some good roots. They seem to be growing uh, when they're in position. So hopefully that's going to stay on. And if they don't survive, then that's my own hard luck. We'll keep an eye on that as we go on throughout the next few weeks. But yes, I've dismantled that bed, moved the chard and the spinach, and it's all set up and ready to go. So things are really moving along at home now. So that's kind of it for today, really. Just a short update. Tomorrow I'm hoping to go down the allotment, depending on how the weather is, what with regards to this storm that's coming through. I don't know how it's going to be tomorrow. I'm hoping it's not going to be as bad as what the weather makes out. But we shall find out tomorrow. Well, today is Sunday the 9th of February 2020. There might be a lot of noise outside because it's very, very windy with this storm that's came in. Now, usually on a Sunday, I would go down the allotment. I should have gone yesterday, if I'm honest. I didn't. Um, and this stormy weather has meant that I couldn't go in down there today. So I don't know if we've got any damage on the allotment or what. At home, on the most part, everything's been okay. There's no real damage, although a bit of a felt has ripped off the top of one of my sheds. Now that's not a huge problem because I can easily re-felt it and in the grand scheme of things, that's not too bad. But there was one other casualty from this storm. 
You may recall a few weeks ago when I was talking about sowing seeds and I said I was running an experiment and sowing several chilli seeds in different locations. Well, the pot I had outside, that got blown over and demolished. So from that perspective, those seeds are not going to germinate anyway or highly unlikely. So from the outside seeds, we're calling that a failure. But we still have the ones indoors some seeds in this potting shed, some seeds in the uh, windowsill and some seeds in the propagator. Now the ones in the propagator have actually germinated which I kind of expected to be pretty quick so on that regard so far so good. Now what else have I been up to today? Well because I couldn't go down the allotment I've basically spent the day at home doing a lot of admin actually however I did play around and set up a hydroponics kit that I bought a few months back. Now I bought this hydroponic kit because it was going cheap from home base. I think there was something like a fiver for this little kit and it's got an LED light on top and, and uh, I thought it would be a pretty cool bit of kit. It's quite small and compact but I thought again herbs, salad leaves, that sort of thing, be great in it. So I set that up and I sewed into it some spicy salad leaves. So we'll see how that gets on as we go on throughout the season. Now this was made by a company called Hydra Patch, which unfortunately don't exist anymore, which is obviously why Homebase was selling them off cheap. And the annoying thing about that is I accidentally got rid of all the instructions. So I have no instructions to go by. So I've had to set that up just based on my own logic and I couldn't even find anything about them online. That wind's really getting coming in and blowing the door open. Now after that I sowed some seeds, I sowed some tomatoes, a variety called Amateur and some cucumbers, Market Moor 76 and they are both going to be growing in the greenhouse so it's not too early to sow those for the greenhouse. I've also sown some pepper seeds and these were seeds that I had saved from my own homegrown peppers. So we'll see how they get on. And I've also sown some more chilli seeds, a variety called Hot One. I'm actually using up quite a few of my chilli seeds at the moment. In fact, I'm trying to use up a lot of my seeds because the collection just mounts and mounts. Now after that, I then have also potted on my onions and they've gone into root trainers. Now this is one of the large varieties that I sowed back in December and um, hopefully I'll grow those on and see how they get on. I don't normally get on with seed sown onions but I keep trying and we'll see how these ones get on. And I've also potted up some basil. Again, I've put these into root trainers like I did with my parsley last week and they are actually growing really, really well. I think part of the secret to why they're growing well is due to the lights the grow lights at this time of year. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to run on back inside, get out this weather, and uh, hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to pop down the allotment and just see if there's any damage. Well, it's the 10th of February 2019. Just stopped off at the allotment on my way home from work just to well, basically assess if there's any damage. I'm doing this by torchlight at the moment because it's already dark. Now, initial scan doesn't look too bad. Um, my neighbour's plot has had some of their weed suppressor membrane blow over and get caught in my some of my bushes. 
my metal shed is still here so that's important uh, tree I put in a few weeks ago is standing strong so so far not looking too bad but what I'm really want to find out is granddad's greenhouse and that's definitely still here in fact doesn't look like it's had any damage whatsoever which I'm at oh tell a lie on the door one of the planes of glass has fallen out that's that's not too bad um, I can sort that out at another time I was really worried about the greenhouse um, mainly because about a year ago my grand said did I want it and I said of course I did and obviously it was my granddad's old one but last week I received the news that my grand passed away so this makes that greenhouse all the more important to me now it's here right so it's still here the greenhouse is fine which I'm absolutely chuffed to pieces with that's been the thing I've been more worried about than anything oh fantastic that oh, oh I'm so pleased I really am um, everything else actually looks in pretty good condition the peas are still standing there's been winds that have swept through my little shed is still standing as well um, yeah you know what I am absolutely pleased that everything is still here I'm so pleased fantastic this has made my day I've been worried about this all day um, especially the greenhouse as I said so yeah that's great well hopefully this hasn't been too windy it's the winds just started to pick up but this is all the fun of allotmenteering of course uh, but I consider myself very very lucky I've not had any real damage on my allotment I am so so pleased but if anybody out there has had damage on their allotment you get my commiserations at the same time right well this wraps up the diary section for this week this week's tip of the week from a little book of allotment tips is remember gardening can take up a lot of your spare time so if your leisure time is limited think about sharing a plot with someone else either cultivate half the ground each or divide the work equally on the whole thing choose someone you can trust to do their fair share of labor well i'm not going to add much to that but just before i bring raffaello on i do have a little announcement to make over the years i have received several requests for capsule t-shirts with the veg grower podcast logo on it and i've kind of resisted up until now but I have now launched merchandise that can be found on the VegGrail Podcast website. So if you are interested in buying our mugs or t-shirts with the VegGrail Podcast logo on it, then head to thevegrailpodcast.co.uk. In the future, I'm also planning to release Patreon account. Again, I've had offers of support from listeners, and although I don't do these podcasts for any financial reward at all, I do want to take these up to the next level, but that does require a bit of input. So these offers of support, if that is something that you're interested in, then please keep listening for future podcasts for when that goes live. I do not expect anybody to sign up for it at all. It's just something that I have uh, been persuaded to do, shall we say. 
Well, with that little piece tidied up, it's time to bring Raphael on. Now, last week at CD Sunday, I heard Raphael talk about Plotty, an online seed swap. And I thought this is something that I could support and publicise. So I grabbed an interview with her. And my first question to Raffaella was to tell us a little about her background. Before I did the tech incubator, so that was down in Cornwall, it's called Launchpad. Prior to that, I was helping out a tree surgeon in Cornwall, seeing a lot of people's gardens around there. And then prior to that, I was just under two years living on the Isles of Scilly. So that's kind of tiny islands off the coast of Cornwall, like the cold Caribbean. Um, And there I had this beautiful field and I was doing things like growing beetroot and watermelons and I actually imported pomegranates. So I was really excited about kind of what new crops could we bring to the UK as the climate's warming. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you've got quite a background in growing vegetables and fruit and, and plants as well, by the sounds of it, as well. So you're not a, a scientist that just does it because they believe in something. You actually do it yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of passion that goes into it, but also I kind of like the a fail fast approach i think people can be put off growing things by doing everything right the whole time um and sometimes actually i just kind of like telling people just you know just chuck it in see what happens and kind of reduce those barriers about the stuffiness about doing everything properly and by the book because actually you can get surprises by just trying things out and experimenting you're running this plotty.co.uk what's this all about plotty is an online digital seed bank so we've been really inspired by community seed swaps like going on here today we're in the the mecca of seed swaps which is brighton cd sunday so inspired by these and inspired by seed swapping on facebook and twitter and instagram we realized that there's nothing custom built so often when people swap seeds on facebook they'll need to give a stranger their personal address or they need to go back and forth to work out who's paying that sort of thing With Plotty, we kind of set up to make it really easy for loads of people to save seeds and share seeds and also educate them about plant disease and invasive species. So let's say somebody wants to share seeds. How do they go about doing this? So they go to plotty.co.uk, they create a profile, and then we've designed this really special process. We've worked with DEFRA to do it, where they kind of tick all these boxes, like where they got the seeds from, how they save them, if they're organic... And we kind of provide guidelines on plant disease, that sort of thing. So that's how people add seeds. And then to request seeds, you can just sign into Plotty, look at our seed list that's live. It kind of updates every time anyone adds new seeds. And then you can request up to three varieties of seed per envelope. Three varieties of seeds. Now, do you charge for the membership fee for this? Currently, it's free because we're in beta period. So we're testing everything. We're getting loads of feedback, loads of research. But in a few weeks, when the kind of the budget for beta period and the postage runs out, we're then going to launch paid, um, which will be £3 per swap. Um, So that's up to three different varieties for £3, including postage. And then we're looking at building in some kind of season ticket things. So if people regularly swap, it's cheaper for them. How does somebody go about actually preparing the seeds to send to you? To send to us, well, that's kind of like seed saving. A lot of people, there's a lot of kind of mystification around seed saving. But what I like kind of like to tell people is we've been doing it for kind of centuries. It's a really, really old skill. It's not difficult, basically. So you, you learn as you go. So it's a lot to do with experimenting. But kind of the main things is you kind of want to wash off all the pulp 
So anything that could go mouldy could rot. And then you want to dry them somewhere. Um, so we've designed some seed trays for people to dry things on right. out of direct sunlight and just let them dry over a long period of time. But a lot of it comes to when you're harvesting the crop as well. So making sure it's got a full life cycle and it's fully mature before you save it as well. Because sure. I save peas and beans and I let those go really, really dry mm. before I harvest them. And then I just shell them, dry them again. And then that's good. That's all we're really looking for, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want things really dry and it's really difficult to resist the temptation to eat everything because you put in so much effort into growing these beautiful crops and then and then you're kind of saving them. But actually you get far more bang for your buck if you kind of if you do that and then you don't have to pay for seeds the next year or the following years. So kind of different seeds you need to treat differently. So things like tomatoes, they've got like um, a furry layer on the seeds. Yeah. So those you do a thing called fermentation, where you put them in a jar in their own pulp for a few days, and then you can remove that. But the number one thing you need really is a sieve, because a sieve, it can be slightly abrasive, so you can put the seeds in there, mush them around a bit, and that will really help get off lots of the pulp and just get them really clean. Awesome, awesome. Now, with your talk today, you were giving away some free seeds, and I was lucky enough to get something I've wanted to grow for a long time, some Sichuan pepper, if I pronounced that right. What can you tell me about growing these seeds, or is there anything you can tell me? <laughs> so those I harvested from a tree from a friend down the road. Most seeds kind of think about where they're from. So obviously Sichuan pepper, that's kind of Asian. You've got to think about how things grow in that area. And basically the rule of thumb is to kind of sow in spring, start things off indoors, then as things start to germinate you can kind of harden them off by putting them towards a window and then eventually put them outside or you can keep them in a greenhouse. So I can tell you because I saved seeds from it that one was growing outside yeah. and we can learn a lot from seed saving because we can look at what the climate of the resilient of the previous crop was so then the, the next generation will be more resilient to the climate. So regional seed swaps right, are yes. really important because you're, you're getting kind of varieties that are more hardy to your local climate. Yeah. They're passing on that genetic information and making them oh, the Darwin's rule of evolution or whatever it's called, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, so they'll, they'll be a better fit. So what's great about seed swapping events like this is there's loads of interesting varieties that you can't actually get in shops or online. Mm -hmm. So for example, me and a friend, We've been mapping the, the pomegranate in London. Yeah. So in Richmond, you can get pomegranates. And in other parts of London, there's pomegranates actually growing outdoors. Right. So he's been going around and mapping them. And he's been saving the seeds and he's been making them available on Plotty. Right. So that's a really exciting genetic resource to have a pomegranate seed that's kind of hardy to the UK climate. And by sharing that, we're literally sowing the seeds for a future crop for the UK, which is really exciting. Right. Now, uh, you had a list of the seeds that you have available. Yeah. Obviously, I don't expect you to go through them all now. <laughs> but you also had a list of seeds that you're after. And I think that's probably more important to build up the diversity. Yeah. Can you tell us a few of the seeds that you're really after? So I've obviously got a lot of seeds um, because I'm excited, I'm into it. That's why it's nice to kind of give them away to loads of people. But things that I'm excited about at the minute is kind of Glencoe raspberries, mm -hmm. kind of mainly because they're just so beautiful, that deep ruby colour. And I'm also interested in, so this is a little experiment that's going on at the minute, but a lot of seed containers that you buy 
a lot of energy goes into making those seed containers. Yeah. So I'm interested in growing lots of different varieties of gourds to dry out, yes. hollow out, and then turn them into seed containers. Ooh. So that's kind of like a, a long project. It will take a while, but I just think there'd be something lovely and cyclical about kind of growing the seed, harvesting the container to hold the next seeds by drying gourds. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I also saw on your list there was pineberries. Now I have a pineberry plant oh. at home. I have three actually. They've never fruited yet. Oh. But if they do, I will save you some seeds and send them on to you. Yeah, that'd be great. They're, they're really beautiful, obviously. Yeah. But then what's really exciting is that's something that could be grown in people's homes. Yeah. So one of the things about Plotty is getting people to upskill their succulents. Yeah. So obviously loads of people are going growing succulents. They're doing really well. But there's a potential for really good food security impact by getting people to try and grow foods that they can eat in their home. So eventually they're learning the skills that they can start growing at a larger scale. Yeah. Now, throughout your talk, you also talked a lot about Instagrammers and, <laughs> and how you're following lies. Now, I found, because I'm on Instagram myself yeah. as part of the podcast, and I see exactly what you were talking about. Let's talk a bit more about what you were finding with that. That's really interesting. So I live in Cornwall, which is really remote. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram has been an amazing way to connect with gardeners across the rest of the UK and across the rest of the world. One really lovely discovery on Instagram I found was that people will actually have dedicated Instagram accounts for their allotment. What's really lovely about this is people are sharing tips, they're sharing advice, and they're sharing kind of crop trials as well. So I tried out this variety, it went really well. And there's a lot of really wonderful tacit knowledge and kind of local knowledge that's being shared that's potentially really valuable. And Instagram, it seems right now, is the only place that we're really capturing that. Yeah. So I'm interested in how on Plotty and in our seed envelopes, people can write to each other and they can write tips. And it's called kind of ethnobotany. It's kind of the the knowledge that goes along with plants and crops. Mm -hmm. And those elements are really important to food security because there's no use having the seeds if we've got no idea how to plant them and how to grow them well. Well, I think that just about covers everything that I wanted to know. So thank you so much for taking your time today. And um, if anybody wants to find out more, where do they head? Uh, www.plotty.co.uk and we're on Instagram at PlottyGrow. So head to plotty.co.uk to sign up. Now I've already signed up to the website and I'm actually really excited to see where this is going. I will be looking through my seeds and see what I can share myself. Again, I do like the idea of these sort of seed swaps that are going along. So big thanks to Raphael for talking to us about that and I'm really excited to see where we go with it. Well, that's it for this week. Now, next week, Lee is back in the podding shed and we are going to be talking about his book that is coming out this Friday. Now, if you have any questions or want to get in touch, then please do. You can email me, richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can visit the website at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social. Just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. But for this week, please take care and I will speak to you again next time. Mm-hmm.